And uh, Bob came up with an absolutely genius idea on the seats. For those of you who will go see the car in person, or well, I'm sure there'll be photographs of it. It's going to be coming out in a couple of magazines, Hot Rod first. Uh-huh. Um, there's a little tag on the side of the seat that says uh, genuine Corinthian leather. <laughs> And uh, you guys that know what that is, you know what that is. And you guys that don't, just look up Ricardo, Ricardo Montalban, Chrysler I'm Cordoba. I'm looking for a cutout, a full-size cutout of him. So, and, and he had to have, we had to have a, a thousand of them made so we could have two. Because they really? wouldn't, yeah, they they wouldn't yeah. do it any other way. Yeah, so that worth it just every, says Corinthian worth leather. every penny. Yeah. So um, a lot of, lot of fun little that. details around the car. You know, the simple little aluminum spoiler I made in the back. But mm-hmm. besides that hood... A guy, a guy at home could pull off at least to a good with extent. With him and his friends, it. yeah, yeah, to a in, good in extent. Long Lodge, long on the weekend. So yeah. one of the things that in, I, essence, in essence, in essence. Hey, welcome to Car Guy Confessions, brought to you by ARP. I'm Jeff Smith. This is my car buddy Cam Bantu and car builder Steve Strope, and we're going to tell you some stories. <laughs> welcome to another episode of Car Guy Confessions with Jeff Smith. I'm Jeff Smith. Steve's the inimitable Steve Strope. Don't ask me how to spell that. And our special guest star tonight. Bob Thoreen, Vice President ARP, right? Yes, sir. Did I get that right? That's, That's correct. Good. All right. So we're just going to dive right into this because you're such a special guest that, that oh, we're not going to screw around with all the special. other little stuff like we're moves not. and things like that. Right. Last time you weren't here, but we talked about my move. So we don't have to talk about that. That was now. exciting. So, yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and mightily bored like they'll be. paint drying, grass so, growing. So <laughs> the connection here is Steve <clears throat> has built a few projects for you. But before we get into that, no, so there, there's the no, connection. The connection here is me and him met me and him. Is that right? He and Did I. Did I get that he check? And he, and he, and he and I. He and I. Your English teacher <clears throat> in high school is rolling over in her grave. No, I ain't got no vlab carry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, he and me and I and whoever. Yeah, I don't know if somebody involved. Us. We met on the power tour in 98. 98, yes. 98. Yes. On the... Los Angeles to Detroit. Yeah, back when Power Ooh, Tour was cool. Tour. <clears throat> I mean, that, um, when you know, the, which was also known as the Sleep Deprivation Tour. Yes, it was. <laughs> well, there was that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because we were doing five, six hundred miles a day. Right. Yeah, through the mountains. Like manly yeah, men. And, yes. And, and in uh, and in Kansas, there was a tornado. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I remember made that. Things really. Oh boy, that was exciting. Yeah. Because yeah. we're driving down the freeway, looking to your right, and it's <laughs> yes. like it's getting blacker and. Blacker, and blacker, and, blacker. And, then it, and then it got green, right? Remember that? Oh, it yeah. Got, and when, you know, I'm a Midwest boy, so I know that when the sky turns green, it's like you can't really run because you don't really know which direction it's going to come from. You'd be running this way, and it might be coming out at you. It's scary stuff, and there's scary. like millions of dollars. This is back when cars were oh, not yeah. very expensive, you know, of cars well, well, on the road. Sniper was out there. Yeah, Sniper was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Scully it was, was there. Scully was, was there. Scully was there yeah. in your wagon or your, your, uh, your charger. Mobile, your charger. Yeah. And, and my Camaro, which ended up being the December 98 hot rod cover car. There you go. So it was, you know, it would have wiped out half the hot rods in the world, right? There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was 98? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So that's when I met him, or when he started putting up with my existence on the planet, whatever you want to. Yeah. And then from a historical perspective, we actually met far earlier than that. We did. Doing stories at CarCraft with ARP when you guys were still in the valley. 
uh, that's correct. San Fernando we were, Valley. Yeah, we were in Van Nuys, next to the Van Nuys next, Airport. Next to the Van Nuys Airport, yep. Yeah. And, and we haven't we quite figured out exactly how I that all... I theorized that it was through Marlon, Marlon Davis. Marlon Davis, the great, because the great Marlon Davis. Because his father was our snap-on tool right. salesman. Right, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. So Three degrees so, of separation. Yes, if that. <laughs> so, yeah, we don't six. need Kevin Bacon here at all. No, so probably not. So, uh, yeah, Ooh. so, and, and from the very beginning, I remember my first trip over there because... Cam actually was the driving force behind it because he had called me and said, I'm pulling, I think he even mentioned that in one of the ads we talk about, he's pulling studs or head bolts out of a block. Yes. And he called me to ask me what to, what to do about it. And I like, I don't know. Let's and go that, talk to that ARP. That was your topic and, of conversation. And I came yes. and I remember to this day what, what you did was we, you had a block sitting there and you had a stock head bolt an aftermarket head bolt of dubious design. Ill and, repute. And, <laughs> well, it was, it wasn't. It was crap. It was, well, okay. Well, an unnamed competitor. An unnamed competitor. We won't mention any names because I don't really <laughs> frankly remember, but I have a pretty Sorry. good idea. It doesn't matter. And then your stuff. And then all you did was thread it in about three or four threads. And he says, feel this. And the stock head bolt wasn't too bad. It moved around a significant amount, but it moved around. And which is the overlap. In the in the threads, yes, and then then we screwed in the aftermarket, the unnamed aftermarket head bolt, and it was like, you know, it was like all over the place. The, the connect, the overlap was like this, and then screwed your head bolt in, and then and the overlap was like that, and it was like, well, that's pretty obvious what's going on, mm-hmm. and that's when I learned about the different grades of threads and how important that really is in terms of fastener strength, because oh, if you have no overlap. It'll just pull the threads right out, which is what was happening to Cam's engine. Right. So well, and we made a point um, to to put the the largest standard thread size on our product mm-hmm. um, because we wanted to make that overlap as as, much as, as, possible. as hefty as possible. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then then the quality of the materials and the heat treat and all this other stuff. Well, and there's so much that goes there's, into Yeah, we it, could yes. do hours on that oh, discussion, yeah. but, but you know, <laughs> oh, and, and on my Lee board, they'd be. <laughs> but uh, except for geeks like me, who are like, this is cool stuff. I want to know more. So um, I, I, the, the last tour that we did, which was, I think, a year or so ago, I, what I remember was the, the ARP crank bolt for an LS. Because it starts as a chunk of steel about this long, and what about this big? Well, it's the diameter of the head. Yes. And then the bolt goes down to whatever that dimension is, uh, fifteen millimeter, whatever it is, uh, twelve millimeter, something like that. It's fairly small, so you've got this giant head, but you didn't. Well, it doesn't start out the diameter of the head, but it starts out fairly significant in diameter. Right. I believe it's somewhere around three quarters of an inch. Yeah. In yeah. But that head ends up. An inch and a quarter, right, right, in right. diameter. Because at twelve point, because yeah. I know there's, a, I have, yeah. I have, I have, I have a that socket get, specifically that for that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that gets the head gets at the heading shop, right? It gets mm-hmm. yes, that's right. bashed into shape, which is a yeah. giant machine that's you know, yeah, yeah, tons, and it goes kaboom, <laughs> and and we heat up the material till it's glowing absolutely cherry red, and and hit it not only once. But after it cools down, we have to heat it up all over again and hit it a second time really? because we can't move enough material f- to oh, fill out that head in one strike. In one strike. Wow! Yeah. Wow! And a hot header is meant to be a one strike header mm-hmm. or a forging machine. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 
So that's the only part that we have to head tw- hit twice. Really? In order to form wow. the Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an amazing process if you get a chance. Are, there's videos out there of like tours. There of are your videos shop, out there. Yeah. Um, and it's and if you're interested, it's it's worth watching because. And, and then, I don't then, know if I should mention any of them, but uh, <laughs> but there are videos out there. You can find them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Okay. Wouldn't and then and then the big thing the big thing is is the thread rolling, which is which is. An important part of this well, whole process. All important. Yeah, Jeff. And, but, but, but 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 thread rolling is arguably the most important. The most important thing, and yeah. and it's it occurs yeah. after you heat treat. Yes. The material, which is which in most cases, and after is all the done, precision machining that we've done to the part too. Right. Jeff. <laughs> right. Right. So and and that's why the yes. the thread content or the thread quality is what it is be, yes. because it's done afterwards, whereas most people do it beforehand. Yeah, we're, we're using the best um, mill spec available to the aerospace industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we even take it a step above. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the testing that's required uh, to pass the aerospace is, is minimal compared to what we do. Really? And every, every time we set up a thread roller, it goes in and it gets destructively tested. Really, in in a fatigue testing machine. Oh, before you and start make the production sure that process, it passes a minimum amount of cycles mm-hmm. before we wow. before wow. they're allowed to run the job. Yeah. And when I'm saying minimal amount of cycles in aerospace, uh, forty five is forty five thousand is the minimum amount of cycles. Wow. And if it's that low, you have to retest. But sixty is an acceptable. Sixty thousand cycles okay. is yeah. an acceptable. One hundred twenty thousand cycles is the upper end. If it goes one hundred twenty thousand cycles without a failure, they they say shut off the machine. Uh-huh. It'll never fail. Wow. Which is not true. <clears throat> Not true at all. It still could, but we test yeah. the millions of cycles. Really, but we test to failure. <laughs> so that whole theory of one hundred twenty thousand cycles and it'll never fail, uh-huh. is, you know, isn't exactly easily true. disproved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we could go on and on on the technical side of it, but but you know, in, in from the entertainment standpoint, there's far more fun things to talk about. So mm. so, how did you get started at ARP? Well. Um, I had a very good friend. He was my roommate, actually. And we're both 20-somethings. Uh-huh. And, uh, and uh, he's Italian. And he likes the clubs a lot more than I did. <laughs> I, I actually preferred to have a steady job. Yeah. Um, but he really liked clubbing. But he was working at ARP. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and uh, the boss would come by often looking for him. <laughs> <laughs> How come you're not at work? <laughs> uh, uh, well, he wasn't even there either. Yeah, he yeah. Wasn't the <laughs> so I got to know the boss. And, and I, I, one day I just said, you know, hey, you know, I've always wanted to be involved in racing ever since I was knee high to a grasshopper. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I said, uh, you know, why don't you give me a shot? Yeah. And he says, okay, well, well, you know, what do you want for pay? And I says, well, you know, I, I, I know I can't ask a lot. You know, you don't know anything about me. But if I do this, I'm not going to have a roommate anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I just took his job. I, I need right. room and board <laughs> so we can make room and board part of the deal. Uh-huh. And so I moved in with him and his son. Ah. And... Uh, didn't move out till I was twenty-eight. Wow! 
Wow. So you, and I was 20 at the time. So you essentially so. became part of the family. I did. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. Actually, he adopted me. Really? So, that's very yeah. cool. That's very cool. He wanted my children to yeah. be his grandchildren. How cool so is he that? he adopted me yeah. as an adult. So, I think yeah. that says a lot about them. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. He's, he's an amazing yeah. guy. Yeah. Very cool. That's a great story. So I started uh, driving the delivery truck, uh-huh. sweeping the floors, <laughs> and I was a machinist <laughs> trainee. Okay. Although I'd come from a sales background, mm-hmm. he wanted me to learn the business from the ground up. From the ground up, which is the best way to do it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So is my memory right when you've told me this stuff before that you wanted to go sell? And he was like, you have to learn to operate everything, everything. in the building yes. before I'll let you represent. You so have wow. to know this business forwards and backwards, inside and out, before wow. you're going to ever make your first sales call. There'd be a lot fewer salesmen out there, I think, if uh, yeah. <laughs> that were true <laughs> and, and, in every and business. things that really impressed me moving forward, fast forwarding, uh-huh. that, that really um, struck me because I, I self-marketing for my company, mm-hmm. you know, and when he was finally allowed to get out there and, and preach the word of ARP, if I, again, correct my memory if I'm wrong, he... There was no internet. There was no computer. Okay, kids, listen up. This is when Steve's a jerk. No cell phones. No cell phones. What that man did, again, correct me if wrong, went to the major cities you wanted to do business at, got every one of the phone books, found the machine shops in the phone books, then went and visited each one of said machine shops, gave them product for them to use or see if they liked it. In other words... He's the cocaine dealer. Just hey, try, try some <laughs> try, of this. Huh? And you only have to try, try it once. Not, not, not the cocaine dealer. <laughs> no, but, but, you, but, but the analogy fits. Free candy. Yeah, yeah. The, the analogy but, fits because that, like, hey, this stuff works. You know what right. that is? Well, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't necessarily visit them all because we didn't have the resources to, to send me to all these cities to see all these people. So a lot of them are just call up green over the phone and okay. say, this is who we are. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. And can I send you a sample? That's yeah, yeah. just yeah. awesome. And yeah. and once you get it in your hands, and yep. and just play with it a little bit, mm-hmm. call me back. Yeah. Tell me what you think. Oh yeah, that's yeah, called wanting five hundred customers. That's what that's called. Off he gave that. me a set of studs because I did a little story for somebody on on a uh, it was a, a tech tip, and my tech tip was well I took this. Uh, half-inch bolt, cut the head of it off, and used it as a guide on a bell housing to slide a four-speed in place, right? Because yeah, know I'm a weakling now. They're studs. And Bob <laughs> goes, no, no, no. Here, you have to have these. So he gives me this package of, of, of four studs, the, the stainless studs with the, the ball correct length, them, the correct length and everything. And I'm like, if you've ever seen the Kane Mutiny, right? And Captain Quig has his three little steel balls. For like two weeks, I had this thing in my pocket, and I would play with it. You know, it was like he's just so cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, it was, and, and pretty to boot. It was oh, it was polished oh, stainless yeah, steel, absolutely. and strong, That's, and and so one hundred eighty thousand like psi tensile strength. And you'd see people be going, "What's going on?" And I'm just spinning this nut, and it, you, you spin it like this, it would run all the way down and snap in place, and you would like it loose and pull it up. And such a cool deal such a cool deal so buy one just to play with it quality <laughs> products are amazing aren't they but they are they absolutely are so um and that was that was the the hook the hook 
yes. was. There oh, was yeah, nothing available anywhere in the marketplace, as you well know, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was nothing available no, in the really marketplace wasn't. that was even close there still isn't. to yeah. being the quality of yeah. our product. Yeah. Exactly. Even in the aerospace industry, there was nothing really that well, was even yeah, close. Again, something you would, you know, this, this stuff I learned from just hanging out with him. Again, correct me when incorrect, but you were doing the bolts, but you were still, at one point, you were still um, getting nuts from an aircraft company or something like that and their yes. quality was so crap compared to what you guys wanted for level you just said that's it we got to make our own nuts because this yeah again this company was the was number one supplier to boeing aircraft yeah so not just aircraft it, stuff. it wasn't good enough that's <laughs> no. nice so you people way back then flying on those planes i'm not i'm not saying that it was the same product they were making for boeing right right but the product we assigned them to make well, they they didn't, were didn't, they didn't incapable hit the, of hitting, hitting the mark, the quality mark. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. So you wow. said, "Fooey, we'll do it ourselves." Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I I don't know if it was just a matter of you know whether well, just some automotive company they don't know what they're talking about. We'll just do what we want to do. Right. I I, I don't know, but in the end, uh, we bought nut formers mm-hmm. and brought them in house, and we and we designed and built our own tapping machines and equipment and fixturing. Yeah. And, and we made the product that we wanted, yeah. the product that yeah. the marketplace demanded. There is not a turbo manufacturer out there that does not use our, our nuts really? to uh, uh, secure their impellers <laughs> because they can't get anything even close to being really? quality enough. And that th- has to hold together. Yeah. Those things are spinning ridiculously in yes. uh, speeds, yes. yeah, impeller speeds, yeah. 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 Amazing stuff. So it's a lot of fun. And people tend to think, it's just a faster. What's what's the big deal? But, I mean, once you've assembled a few engines, as I have, you quickly learn that there's a big difference, you know. And, mm-hmm. and without the fasteners, you don't have an engine. It doesn't matter how good your cylinder heads are. If you can't seal it to the block, it's not going to happen, no. you know. And, no. and so it's, you know, it's, and it's, it comes right down to everything, you know, it's just, it, it has to be right. Yeah. You know, it and, has to be right. and, and talking about this, uh, this nut thing, I mean, that's been so much of, of what our growth has been over the years. I mean, when we started out, when I started there, we were 98% aerospace, 2% automotive. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it, it evolved, um, um, out of necessity as much as anything else because uh, because the aerospace thing was the, the cheapest bidder gets the job. Right. And I don't know if any of you would remember, you might, Jeff, but back in the mid-'80s, there were a lot of aerospace companies that were going to jail and so forth for cutting corners, mm-hmm. cheating. Yeah cutting out processes and saying on their certifications that they'd done the process. Mm -hmm. And that's what you needed to do in order to get the work. And we wouldn't do it. So we had to find another means of of supporting. And another story that doesn't often get out is that you guys do a lot of custom fastener work as well. A lot. About yeah. uh, 25% really? or so on a yeah. daily basis is non-catalog items. I just Which is scary because your catalog's like that thick. It's like yeah. 200 so f- pages now. And it grows now. every year. Huge. <laughs> I can't believe the thing's 200 pages now. And I, I just ran across something. A while our, our first 
a bit of uh, 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 literature, by yeah. the way, yeah. was one eight and a half by 11 piece paper. <laughs> and now it's 200 pages. Typewritten. <laughs> and it was small block uh, uh, Chevy uh, head studs, main mm-hmm. studs. Big block Chevy head studs, main studs. Mm-hmm. Small block Chrysler head studs, main studs. <laughs> Big block Chrysler head studs, main studs. And the same for Ford. Uh-huh. And and that was it. That yeah. was our entire that was your line. entire lineup. That was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. We've come a long way, baby. Yeah. A long yeah. way. So just yeah. ran into a situation the other day where a guy wrote to me and uh, with a tech question because I get these now because I do the tech columns for Summit and some other people, and um, and uh, his question was that his his uh, flex bolts were actually hitting the torque converter on a swap between a four L sixty E and a big block Chevy. And I said, told him to get in touch with you guys because I didn't, I didn't have any to measure because I'm in the middle of my move, so all my stuff is all boxed up. But um, I said, well, it's possible just a set of ARP uh, flex bolts, uh, flex plate bolts would work because your head is a little bit thinner than a standard mm. bolt, especially if they're using that hateful star. It, it, it is considerably it. thinner. Yeah, and the reason we were able to make it thinner too is because we're using better materials and right. higher strength levels. Right. So therefore, you can make it thinner um, and it'll still be stronger. Yeah. The 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 factory parts are generally uh, case hardened, uh-huh. grade eight type fasteners, yeah. which which twenty thousandths of hardening on the outside and the inside is like butter. Right. I right. Mean, yeah. And that's essentially that's that's what you it's get. It's mayonnaise. Yes, mayonnaise. <laughs> our, versus our stuff is hardened all the way through, so we can thin our or uh, take that head height and down. change weight, which yeah. is unsprung right. and, as it's on a And in racing, you want to uh, remove as much weight as right. possible. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I also said, make sure and get rid of that hateful little star washer because they break oh yeah and no. then when they split then all of a sudden the load's gone and now you've lost your tension altogether so yes. and then that's that's when the shearing action occurs because there's no more clamping load on the, right on the, on the and flex plate the, and or the flywheel a bolt that isn't tightened has to carry all that shear load. exactly so then it's just a single shear and it's just a bad deal right. yeah yeah so yeah. We'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor of ours. This is InTheGarageMedia.com. Some friends of ours that were in the print magazine business before and now started their own books. we got All Chevy Performance, Classic Truck Performance, and Modern Rotting. Yeah, these are awesome books. They've got uh, lots of uh, educational and entertainment things in them. And they're even good enough quality to include Steve Strope quality maybe, vehicles. Maybe. Uh, he's we'll working see if up I'm to allowed it. in there. Right. I don't know. So in the garage media, InTheGarageMedia.com. Check them out. Check them out. Get your subscription, sit and read it. And with ARP, it's not just a lot of intake manifolds, uh, studs for heads, but they also have a humongous selection of American and metric that we use all throughout the car, even large bolts that we use on the suspension components because you want that same strength, that same durability and reliability Plus the beautiful looks. And the stuff outside the catalog. Right. They have a special order program where if you're if you're a builder and you need some special stuff made, they can do that for you. So it's an amazing, amazing company to work with. So check them out at arp-bolts.com or check out their catalog. You'll find everything you're looking for. So we, we got off on a technical bent, but let's, let's move on that. to... <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have yeah. thought? So... Consider um, the source. <laughs> <laughs> but you and Bob have been working together for quite a while. Yeah. 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 So where yeah. do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Well, for me, you know, on my end, besides it, I consider Bob probably one of my best friends on the planet. 
Likewise. Um, yeah, thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, we started doing stuff together, um, having the uh, the product, his stuff, on our builds. Mm-hmm. Um, again, very fortunate being involved with you at Hot Rod and, and, and other unfortunate editors later. And, uh, and, and other books as well. And we were getting a lot of good press and momentum and then some TV stuff. And, um, I don't know the first time, I don't remember the first, but I, I know my initial remembrance of, uh, I don't know what you're using, but it needs to be our stuff on your cars from here on out. And don't let me catch you doing any different was along the lines. So he, he brought us a whole, I've given that speech to a few. Yeah. Quite a few. Yeah. The thing is I've talked with other fellow builders and they go, is Bob like almost threaten you? (laughs) I go, it's not really a threat. I go, it's kind of like an uncle threatening. It's concern. It's concern. What are you doing on that car? So, um, he was, uh, ridiculously and, and the whole company but obviously it extends through his connection but um, unbelievably generous with the product to make sure that um, I mean and, and I others have made the comment so have I it's definitely jewelry for the car it's almost a shame that even though that is up. true no it's almost a shame that Within the show car world, it's it's understood that, that it's just a better visual level, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't even have a lot of good builders don't even know the what you guys were just talking about the extent of technology and research and input into yes. that into that bolt you're holding. Yeah, it's frightening, and I've gone uh, many times through his tour here with people, and it's fantastic. And it, he had told me people said it. And after I went through the tour, it's true for people coming in, potential buyers are like, but your product's really expensive, you know, and they get done with a three and a half hour tour. And they're like, how do you do it this cheap? Yeah, exactly. They get how do you back. make any money? Right. right. It's, <laughs> it's so labor intensive. There's oh, literally volume. <laughs> true. So, um, it, it definitely raises the quality level of any build, and it got to the point and of it where... And it adds continuity. Yes, top it does. Top to bottom, it front does to add back. Continuity. It adds same. continuity it to does. the vehicle. Yeah. So yeah. it went from supplying us with stuff that he's got on the shelf to we would say, hey, we've got these suspension bolts, and they would make stuff... So, again, now underneath the car looks like up at the engine and everywhere else. Right, because a lot of people don't realize that if you, if you have, like, a control arm bolt... And mm-hmm. if you're just going to throw some bolt in there and where it comes through, it's double shear, right? So you have two flanges that come down and the control arm comes into the middle and the fastener goes through the middle. Right. But if the, if the threaded portion of the bolt, if the shank is does not extend, area. if it's in the shear area, you're in trouble yeah. right well, away. Well, if you want to break a piece of metal, what do you do? If you want to break it. You, you bend it. Yeah, but what what would you do to make sure it breaks where you want? Oh, you would to? make it smaller. You right? would you would put a notch in it. Yeah, not okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, a thread is a notch. A notch, right? So if you so at the end of your flange, if you have the the female or the the root portion of the thread right there, it's notched. Right, and now it'll break off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's a simple little thing, you know. Here we are running tech again, but but um, but again, there it the is. Source. I mean, it, yeah. all of this stuff is important, you know. Yes. And so, like, I remember one time putting something together, and a friend of mine said, "You can't do that." It's like, why not? Because look, you're 
you have to have the 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 the, the, the shank portion, extending. the grank, the, yeah, the shank portion of the bolt extending through the double shear, and then put a washer on it, and now you've got the correct faster. And it's like you know, don't do that again. You know, it's like oh, okay, you know, had no idea. You know, so and because building cars is a lot like engineering mechanical engineering but yet Very you're expected so. to know this stuff but yet you don't no. and that's how you learn and unfortunately mm. what you don't want to learn is the hard way when this thing breaks off and your car careens into a, a bridge abutment and people are hurt because you didn't do it right and so here we are in the technical stuff again. <laughs> i think yeah. where so i we'll think where back. steve was going <laughs> is that uh, you know we were we were doing business together for for yeah, years yeah, yeah. he was their and, their company uh, was involved with my company and it, and it made my stuff look all that much better and all that more impressive right you know and um we wound up just hanging out a lot and i don't know you 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 came up with the wagon. You already had the wagon in in yeah. in, in in it was already up and rolling. The idea was already there. You had Kinda bought a car. Sort of. Well, you bought the car. I went, I went, yeah, I'd bought the car. I'd bought a chassis for right. it. Right. So but, we should we should tell but, them who what this is. Uh there's a Bob has a, a, a rather nice uh two door fifty seven <laughs> oh, nice. Ford wagon <laughs> with a big old John Cosy motor in it. A boss and, uh, nine. A we, boss we, nine. We, it's one of a the two episodes of the six we did on our on our show, uh, Handbuilt Hot Rods. Right. So it chronicled the car um, being built and going together and uh, being unveiled up at SEMA. And uh, since then, he's put three, how many thousand miles on the car? Right? Uh, three, five. Well, over five. Five thousand yeah. miles. Five thousand miles on it? Yeah, wow. and that, that car yeah. was not a buck 99 to build. No. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, so, so there you go. So kudos to you to take it out and drive it. You well, know? I mean, when did well, I we tell went to you Louisville. right from the start? Yeah. yeah what did I tell drive, you No matter what, you're going to go drive it. Yeah. I said, I'm going to drive yeah. this car across country yep. at least three times. Yeah, he's already done at least cool. three times. Right. Yeah. Yep. I well, said, I know, it, I know it has to be able to go across the country and back. Because <laughs> you were on Power Tour with Scott Sullivan. I was. And he called me. Who was said, very surprised, by the <laughs> way, at how surprised. stout that car is. He had his badass 54 we, with yes. the 427 uh, LS motor in it, which he, you know, rightfully is a is a badass car in its own right. Yeah, it's and what, we about 650 says, horse? Yeah, yeah we lined horse. up against Bob's wagon, you know, and I figured. Bob's oh, giant, be, heavy he, wagon. Big, giant 57 Ford wagon. He figured, we're just going to go from a roll here, and I figured, I'll just walk away from him. And he says, I, I let it go, and it's got a six-speed, and Scott's got a six-speed in his car. And he's rowing away, and he looks over, and Bob's right there. And then pretty soon, Bob's by Bob him. Bob was gone. <laughs> Bob was gone. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I'm, so I'm laughing, and it's Scott a big goes, old Kazi, big who knew? I said, there. well, Scott, I mean, that's that's a Boss 9, you know? That's not just this wimpy little, you it's know. A <laughs> it's a torque monster. torque yeah. monster. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. And we got double overdrive in it, too. Yes. Overdriving the transmission. Yeah, and so, the so it's a highway cruiser Is that, is that a 520 well. or a? It's a 521. Yeah. 521, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So And so we put the 4L80E transmission behind it and the gear, gear vendor's, vendor's overdrive. overdrive. Did, did he give you a horsepower number for that motor? Um, he, had, he said uh, somewhere in the eight near eight. Yeah, near eight. Because we built for Carcraft, we built a Kazi motor, a 520 inch Kazi motor. Just just a quick aside, just to kind of put this in perspective. 
and send us all the parts. And uh, Jim Grubbs, my good friend at, G- mm-hmm. at GGM, yep. built the mo- did the machine work, built the motor, and dyno tested it. And and this thing was a thumper. And uh, so we pulled the handle, and this thing made 830 horsepower at 7,000 RPM. And you thought, oh, my god! And I was so excited. I was like, 830 <laughs> horsepower? And normally aspirated on pump gas. This is so bitching. So I called John up, and I said, John, John, we got the motor running the dyno. Oh, I know what he probably it's, said. It's running, it's running really bitching. You know, what, goes, that's what it? Kind of, what kind of power? And, he, and, and I said, 833. And he goes, oh. <laughs> What'd you do wrong? <laughs> yeah. And I went, so you're underwhelmed. He goes, yeah, like 70 horsepower yeah. underwhelmed. What did you do wrong? I, said, I don't know. And uh, God bless Jim Grubbs because he built, he did all the machine work. He assembled the motor and it's on his dyno, right? So I said, can we pull this thing again? And it made the same power again. And I'm thinking, well, we need to put some timing in this thing or try some jetting or something. Let's, let's, let's play around with it a little bit. And he's, turned, he's sitting at the console in the dyno, right? And it's it, it shut this thing off. And I mean, this thing is shaking the floor. And uh, he just looked at me, turned to me and said, I don't want to test this again. <laughs> and I went, okay. <laughs> you know, and which was the good, which was the right that call. That was the right And call. I didn't realize it until later. It kind of popped into my head. So I went with my gut feel. And Kazi wasn't necessarily happy with me. But, you know, because when the magazine only made 830 horsepower, the rest of the world was probably just doing, you know, the happy dance. And, uh, but I realized later that I said, well, see, Grubbs did the machine work. He assembled it, and it's on his dyno. If I decide I want to tweak this thing a little bit, and it breaks, he's he's bound to obligated in his in his mind, not with me, but in his mind, he's obligated to fix it. So that's why he really didn't want to pull it again. I was like, okay, and uh, you know, so and and that thing had a monster camshaft in it, and, it and, that, and that's the big difference. Right, Mine yours has is a, a much milder mild, camshaft, right? much milder right. camshaft, but it kind of puts it and, in perspective. And, and the fuel injection. Kind of necessitated that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So not only that, the wanting to be able to drive it on the street, right? So. Right, but it's the torque that was because yeah. you were in it's high gear the and just torque. Yeah, the the torque and the horsepower are almost dead even. <laughs> yeah, on the thing, yeah, so. yeah, yeah just monster just torque, monster. Because I'm I'm doing a story on uh, I'm doing a story on torque per cubic inch on engines and stuff, and I'm using a couple of Kazi Boss nines as examples because you know his stuff. Works. Oh, yes. The Hemi's work. It, <laughs> John Cosby's yes. stuff, period, works. Yeah. Look who wins all those Engine Masters challenges. Yeah, he's, I I mean, he's like five or seven-time champion, something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it's amazing stuff. Yeah, he's quite yeah. an amazing individual, truly. So once the wagon was done, in, in I, the interim, there were some other things going well, on, too, there's, right? There's a couple waiting in the wings right now <laughs> for, for Sir there's, Bob. There's actually... But well, we did well. What I I had done a a sketch pad article for Hot Rod for John McGann because I I grew up loving those sketch pads with Tom Taylor and Steve Stanford, you mm-hmm. know. And I said, hey, can we bring that back? I'd really like to be a part of that. So they're all my designs, and then I had a couple of great guys like uh, Eric Brockmeyer and Tavis Highlander take my ideas and, and draw them. And the this particular sketch pad, the whole idea was. The cars themselves, the base cars, are easy to get a hold of in low dollar. And the builds themselves, in essence, in essence, <laughs> <laughs> a, guy, a guy at home could pull off at least to a good With extent. With him and his friends. It. Yeah. Yeah, to a in good the, extent. In the garage, on the weekend. So yeah. one of the things that in I... In essence. In essence. Well, so in one, of the, one of the cars was a little 72 scamp that, that cut back on the deck lid, the one that nobody cares about. Right. Right. Nobody, right, not right. even the Mopar guys care. 
Well, there's probably somebody. Okay, there. three of them. So, <laughs> um, I, I came up with this neat little thing with uh, you know painted rims and in this butternut yellow. And the one thing I thought would be cool, and little did I know the amount of work to do it correctly. It's amazing was, how was ideas the Roadrunner air grabber uh-huh. hood. Yeah. And um which could be done not not to not, the yeah. not yeah. not the so, same way. Right. But well, it, for, you could actually you fake could it. Yeah. Fake one in. You, you could yeah. not do it to the level that it yeah, was done. No. But yeah, you could still pull the car off. Um so anyway, we were having lunch up at the up at the pier where we get our tacos and yeah. he's like, hey, I really like that scamp thing. You should, we should build that. And I'm like, really? So he found a grandma scamp. Where'd you find that thing? Uh, Minnesota. It, the guy that had it in Minnesota, though, had only had it like a year and a half or two. The years thing was absolutely was really it really off clean. Of the original West Coast. Yeah, it was, it was no, a, no. It was from Maryland, but it was really, really clear that but this car was garage. This, wow. this car went to church on Sunday, and that's all it did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we. Built the car one to one. Yeah, we built yeah. the car one to one, and like I'm very very proud. Like all the stuff we have, the drawings, the, the finished car looked just like the drawing, and we uh, unveiled it up at SEMA, mm-hmm. and uh, in its own little pocket. And you know, I'm very proud of the car, and I, I mean, I originally designed the car, let mm-hmm. alone we got to build the car. Um, but you know, I think it's a cool little scamp, and it was like it was a hit. Oh yeah, it was, it, it was a we, we it got wasn't a three, Gen three Hemi either. Not at all. Yeah, you did a small block. Yeah, three sixty board to a four hundred eight board and stroke mm-hmm. head pink yeah. racing engines, uh, seven twenty seven gear vendors, uh, leaf springs put into the frame rails. Uh, not even a mini tub. You just widen the Bru- wheel tub. You just, yeah, subframe connectors, convertible torque boxes. The vintage air under the dash unit that looks like the old 70s add-on of the yeah. dealership. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the way I like them, besides that it's refreshing to see something like that, they do not share a heater core like their Gen 4. Right, so you can still so use your factory thing, heater that, core. Th- well, we used a little vintage air heater, oh, okay. the little tiny one. Okay. But that thing blows ice cubes. Really? Because that's all it does. Yeah, um, yeah. And then um, center console out of an e-body, slapstick shifter out uh-huh. of an e-body. Um, I, on a previous car I did for Charles Schwab, a, a, a Challenger we did, I found there's a seat company called or Corbeau. Mm-hmm. Corbeau has these seats for Jeeps called a Moab, and it looks almost exactly like the old E-body seat. Really? But the E-bodies really? can't recline. Mm-hmm. They don't recline. But the so I find a, sheet, a, a seat that looks right, mm-hmm. but it's got re- recline on it. Okay. So we put those in, and so the car's butternut yellow with a, with a parchment white. Uh, interior mm-hmm. uh, really light and looks looks fun and uh, bob came up with an absolutely genius idea on the seats for those of you who go see the car in person or well i'm sure there'll be photographs of it it's going to be coming out in a couple of magazines hot rod first uh-huh. um there's a little tag on the side of the seat that says uh genuine corinthian leather <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you guys that know what that is, you know what that is. And you guys that don't, just look up Ricardo, Ricardo Montalban. I'm looking Cordoba. for a cutout, a full size cutout of him. So and and he had to have we had to have a thousand of them made so we could have two because they would really? yeah they, they wouldn't yeah. do it any other way yeah so that worth just every, says Corinthian worth leather a, every penny yeah so um, a lot of lot of fun little that. details around the car you know, the simple little aluminum spoiler I made in the back but mm-hmm. besides that hood. And the uh, uh, charger. um, Oh, the lights in the front. Yeah, I I wanted the front end kind of roadrunner. So down in the front bumper, we cut holes 
because um, in a Roadrunner, there's two like driving lights down the front bumper. So uh, my guy works for me, Troy, who's a just a Mopar genius. Mm-hmm. Um, we took started with the Dodge Charger lights there in the bumper, uh-huh. and we had to cut back the plastic lens to get it at the angle we wanted, and he made mounting tabs for the buckets. Wow. And so they're down there, but to complete the rouge, because no detail is too small, there's a little <laughs> button in the center of that lens on the Dodge Charger that has the little Dodge Freudelay or whatever you call that weird uh-huh. little triangle little, thing. triangle thing. Yeah. So they're hot glued in place. They're bringing that so back, I, by the way. Oh, that symbol? Yeah, they no, should. No. They're bringing it. I just saw that's, it on the internet a while ago. Star. Oh, goody. Well, no, it's. They call it some. Is that it? Pentastar. Pentastar. Okay. All right. So anyway, I took that off, gave it to uh, Steve down at Billet Badges. He scanned it. He made them out of billet, absolutely perfect, even with the little triangle backing thing. So at twelve o'clock, <laughs> except he put in the Plymouth emblem. <laughs> So I mean a magnifying glass to be No, able to no, see you could see it. No, yeah, you can see yeah. it clearly. It never it never existed, but the guys <laughs> the guys that that catch it are like, ah. where'd that come it, from? So that would be an Easter egg. Oh, that's a definite Easter uh, yeah, egg. There's, yeah, there are little Easter eggs. There's a whole bunch of them around yeah. the car. So you're gonna give them all away. Well, yeah. Not make, all make them, them search for them. It's 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 a lot of fun. It's a really, really cool car, and I'm sure he's gonna we're gonna hand it over after Grand National. And, and then he'll go beat the crap out of that team. mentioned is there are three one, two, three, separate sources at SEMA that gave it best Mopar. Oh, yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you were telling me about that. And, and, yeah. and which and is a huge Mopar's honor. Mopar's Collector Guide magazine right. and Hemmings. SEMA editorial. And, Hem- oh, and Hemmings. Yeah, Hemmings. Hemmings yeah. Muscle Machines, yeah. yeah. And that, that was Terry that McGeehan's was really book. huge for yeah, me well, because well, shout out to Terry McGeehan. Yeah. Hi, Terry. <laughs> there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of big money stuff that rolled up there for, with Chrysler, you mm-hmm. know. Um, or, or Chrysler products. Mm-hmm. And um, besides being honored and, and thankful, um, as somebody who pays attention to what the industry is doing, so I can do the opposite, um, <laughs> instead of your tacky taste. Anyway, um, redundant crap. Uh, it, it made me feel good. It, it validified justified whatever you'd want to use that something fresh and new and fun doesn't have to have 18 turbos and right. 22 slam down airbags and, right, and if right. you have that it's okay i'm sorry it's okay. so no no <laughs> it's not i'll okay. just i'll just be a dick about it no. to each their own steve that is true Come on. to each, each their, their own, own. And, because, and because there if are they're no having rules, fun there are no there rules, are no rules. Yeah. i know okay no. i was overbearing there <laughs> i was a little bit it's all the it's it's the caffeine. <laughs> Can't deal with you shits. <laughs> so one of the things I like to do is always assemble an engine with ARP bolts, and it's not just because they're sponsors, but because it really does work. Um, and and the stuff is fantastic. I never have to worry about it. Steve, you building building cars too? Yeah, right? uh, actually, it's part of my baseline design plan when I'm building a car that's going to be shown or featured in a magazine. It's part of the plan right. to have that little bit of diamonds all over the engine bay or in the suspension. Yeah, yeah the stuff is beautiful. I remember uh, a long time ago I built the uh, first time I ever touched it, 69Z28. All of the uh, water jacket holes had stripped out, yeah. and I learned about ARP studs. So check them out at arp-bolts.com or check out their catalog. You'll find everything you're looking for. Worth. Right. So, right. Right. And anyway, it was it was very it felt very good to be recognized, and I I 
I don't know why, except everybody really liked it. And I think it's because it was refreshing and fun well, and absolutely. simple. Because it's not over the top. Right. And I got right? that with my, when I took my Oldsmobile, I, I, I wasn't trying to, you know, um, the, the good people, Scotty over at, uh, at that the time, Scotty was still Oldsmobile. having Dynamat. And he got, he had somebody who couldn't make it. And he's mm-hmm. like, do you have anything? I go, I got my old Cutlass. Yeah. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a nice car. It's not, you know, like the Ford Fairlane. It's not winning any giant award, but it's a nice right. car. Right. You know, and I took it there and dropped it in the booth. And like, throngs of people, people around, around the car the all the time. Well, the main and thing was the people in the industry. Automobile. Well, the people in the industry, friends, like, like say, Todd Ryden. Right, he was right. over at MSD. Yeah. He was yes. like, it's my favorite car here. I'm like, have you walked around much? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big show, you know. So maybe, maybe get a bigger circle than 250 square feet. But three aisles further out. Yeah, you know, but it's all personal. You know, it so was. But he, he and, said and the same he, thing. It's simple, clean, refreshing, fun, doable. Well, plus it um, fits in with with the alternative thing now, which has become really big. You know, even if like I just uh, saw a magazine with you know Cadillac motor that was hidden. It's actually an LS, but they hid it as a Cadillac motor in a Cadillac, and it's, that that's cool. That's okay, you know. But but what's even more fun if it really was a Cadillac engine? Mm, you know, that yeah. would be even better. But yes. that's in some ways more difficult to do. Right. But and and, and to make it reliable and everything else right, because right. you're talking about a '60s or maybe even a '50s engines aren't, right. weren't necessarily all that reliable and they leak. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they leak seals. a lot. Oh boy, rope seals! Yes. Oh my goodness! So, but so, it was um, it was it was very nice, and 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 I'm very thankful and honored that that yeah. many people liked it. And oh, since you were, I, of course, I wasn't there for the probably the coolest compliment I ever could have received. But Bob was there to get it in person from Herb. Herb McCandless. Now, who is Herb McCandless, Herb, Herb, kids? Mr. Four-Speed McCandless. Yes. Okay. Very yes. Jeff, background on Herb. Herb is a, Herb is kind of a dude in the Mopar world, is he not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, uh, is, he is the man. Uh, I mean, he's right behind Ronnie Sox in terms of prowess with a with four-speed back in the day. So you Ronnie Sox got all the ink, but Herb McCandless was the man. They called him Mr. Four-Speed for a reason. So he can tell the story, but the basics is, is he lost his shirt over the car. And please include, was it you and telling me about the interview he was doing? Uh, no, it wasn't me. It was somebody Someone else. was telling me he was doing an interview, and he goes, well, that's all good and all, but let me tell you about this scamp I saw. <laughs> they asked him specifically about, you know, Hellcat-powered cars and everything else right. that were at the, that at were at the, the show. show. He wanted to talk about your scamp. Yeah, he wanted that, to talk yeah, about the that's scamp. That's cool, yeah. Herb's yeah. a great guy. You know, it was... a. Uh, part of the Mopar racing world for many, many years. Oh, yeah. Ran his own shop for many, many years. Oh, yeah. I, I met him early on. Doing and a huge supplier pack. to Mo- Mopar enthusiasts yeah, for many yeah. years And just well. the nicest guy in the world. And, yeah. and drives, it used to drive at least an Imperial. This monster Imperial that it was just, you know, what a great car. <laughs> well, it was he, like, he thought, you? he thought that the, uh, the, uh, um, Corinthian leather tags were just like <laughs> over uh, the top, over the top. He's, he says, my son, well, he, he went and got Cordoba. his son, right? Yeah, he went and got him. He wouldn't tell me what it was about. He he's he's bust up laughing when he sees funny. the. And I thought, well, yeah, that's the reaction I was looking for. Yeah. And and he says, I got the greatest story, but I'm not going to tell you. He says, I'll be back. And he goes and he gets his son, and 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 he brings his son back and he says, tell him what kind of car you have. Tell him what kind of car you have. And he says, I have a Cordoba. And, and he says, uh, tell him what all the guys keep asking you. <laughs> and he says, uh, well, they keep asking me if it has Corinthian leather. 
He says, I don't know why. They want to know if it has Corinthian leather. Because <laughs> you go, got to go back to the 70s commercial, which Lord, we don't know why. Ricardo, just, yeah, you know, that was a made-up name, too. There is no such there thing is no as Corinthian, Corinthian No, it was an ad-lib right? that uh, yeah. Ricardo Montalban did. <laughs> Perfect. Right? Just on camera. So I, that, that was a, just an awesome ad additive that he brought sure. into the building, oh, yeah. that tag. Yeah. I just thought and, that and was And that's amazing. what makes it fun when... when Someone that you don't anticipate is going to react to your car and sure. does in, yeah. in a certain way, and, and it just adds to the whole package. Yeah, you know, I right? think the car, I don't think it's whimsical. I think it's fun. Yeah, yeah, and, it's, and yeah. it's a light color, and it's and it's got enough neato on it, you know that, and, and it just it just got a good. We, a we good could bunch say there's reaction. certainly enough cars at SEMA. I didn't go this year, so I can't really comment mm -hmm. this year. But in past years, going for Lord Norris, too many years, right. Pretentious, I think, is a word that that can 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 mm. be applied to some vehicles that are and there. Gaudy and gaudy. There's yes. there's a lot of. Yes. A, I mean, that is the place to bring the over the top, mm -hmm. and that's that's yeah. fine, as yeah. you were saying earlier. Right, right. That you were defending. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hurt. Well, whether they need to be defended or not. Well, we're just trying to be cause. all embracing, right? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, it's a big, <laughs> no. it's a big industry. It is. There's room in it for everyone. There is room yeah. for people. On the short bus. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's me. So, so, so we've talked about a Ford. We've talked about a Mopar. Yeah, yeah. there's there's, there's a Chevy. also a Chevrolet. Project there's a Chevrolet. So we're not yeah, showing necessarily so, somebody any that I know built the engine yeah, for this yeah. Chevrolet as be? well. Oh, it's self <laughs> self promoting you you, <laughs> Mr. Smith you Harlot. Yeah. Would you like to tell us about the power plant for the? Uh, well, let's talk the about the vehicle. The, the vehicle. First. The vehicle. You have, to, you have to set the tone. Yeah. You have to set the story behind tone. it, right? Yeah. Because every car that you build. So well, let's back up. Theme. Let's back up. Yeah. So the scamp. There, is there a? No. I just I no? wanted. I'm Whimsical. thinking a low dollar car to start with. And that so was. there's no real story behind. No, it. Okay. that was just right. a, okay. a, a. No, neat. there was a theme on the on the wagon though. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the scamp was, I was just trying to build what I thought would be a cool street machine rolling into the Nationals way back when. Okay. okay. I, I would see it, it in my head. a guy and his it. buddies could build in the garage yeah, I saw on the it, weekend. I saw it yeah. rolling in, in my mind. I saw it coming across Canfield's Inland Road behind the grandstands mm -hmm. going, ooh, I'd go look at that, you know. Like when Sullivan pulls in with something. As, as, as <laughs> yeah, an aside, exactly. as an aside, isn't it interesting... When you mentioned that, I got this vibe because I was there at, at Canfield for uh, many yes, years you were. for Hot Rod. When this guy and Strope came up to you going, why don't <laughs> I have the poster? Why don't why'd you have the po pull-out poster in my issue, jerk? <laughs> and as editor, you, 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 have, you have to know that, right? You have to, you have to be political enough to go... Because it's not good enough. That's why. That's right. <laughs> you know, no, actually, you know what? It, I mean, the truth be told, the truth really be told is like, it's like you're in the right place at the right time and there's a demand. Because there were cars that we did at Centerfolds. There was like, you know, why did you choose that car? Well, because we had to do one and, and yeah. I had a hole to fill. And this guy had a car that was 
that perhaps, fit the bill. Yeah. Perhaps was suitable. Bright color. That was a bright color, yeah. 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 So oftentimes it's just a matter of being yeah. at the right place at the right no, time. I was busting your balls because the subscribers didn't get the pullout posters. Sub- yes, we've talked about that. And the newsstand guys. Yep. And, 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 and I thought. You go because we already got your money. We already have your money. Yeah. Subscribers, we already have your money, but we want this. We, nice. So what we wanted, the, what the, the ultimate goal was we, we had subscribers who bought the magazine and then we put the newsstand out with the centerfolds. So you go buy it again. And then the subscriber had to buy a second copy, you know. And, and when, when that came out, it was like, well, then we have no chance of ever getting them to do a full run of press on a centerfold because that'll never happen. So in the middle of my move, just as a complete aside, I was about ready to have this rolled up thing. It's like, what is this? I'm going to toss this out. And my son said, well, what is it? So I rolled it out, and it was Tom McEwen's funny card. Oh, the 57. The 57 mm, as yeah. a four-page yeah, it was a, so then I had to tell wonderful. him a story about how we fired the motor up because you can actually see header flames coming out of the headers and we were accused of airbrushing that in but it's like no that was like a one minute exposure and that's what happens when this thing's shooting yeah. flames out that was a lot of fun the cops showed up and we had to you know mm-hmm. we, were, we were they were threatening us to find us and mm-hmm. Tom McEwen looked at me and said well you're going to pay that <laughs> and I went okay <laughs> didn't have to so because the cops car. just really wanted to go hang out with the right. racers so yeah yeah, as a complete aside, it has no. nothing to do with anything except so centerfolds. The, so the theme on this on this Chevrolet, this particular one, it's a little '67 Chevy pickup truck, C10, C10. Which you know, I'm I'm slightly frustrated. The other day, I was telling somebody about the truck, and they they go, "Oh yeah, those C10s are hot." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no! I came up with this idea years ago for George Poteet, long before the C10 hot thing was happening. Just like to make that disclaimer right now, out to the YouTube community. I'm not a me, you know, jump on board guy. I don't, I don't. Hopefully, it doesn't sound too arrogant, but I had this idea before the C10 thing was happening. So and it's not it's not laying frame it's nothing like those anyway. Right, so right. here you are in 1967 and you're working in Skunk Works, the little GM high performance back back room, right? Right, right. And so you're tinkering on everything. 1967 again, 1967. And Smokey Eunuch may just stroll through. Right, he times. could. Yeah. Right? So yeah, follow the bouncing ball here. Yeah, yeah. So it's 1967. Mama GM hands you down a new work truck, a short bed pickup truck. It's got a 396 two barrel and a three speed. Right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, a, not a lot going on. Right. And even back then, C10s weren't hot right then. That was so just a truck. That was your work it was, truck. It was something right. to throw stuff in the bed. So, of course, everybody working there is a, a tinker hound, and they're like, hey, you know what? That uh, Tri-Power 427 four-speed from the Veta bolt right in. It'll go right, it'll go right in. It takes yeah. the same radiator hoses. Yeah. You know? So you put that in, and you're like, hey, you know what? We could probably take the pickup points off that, that VET frame and put the uh, 67 VET irs in it oh cool right and then the the truck's got those big gauges so why don't we just have somebody put the corvette font on the truck gauges and we're just gonna carry over in and our 67 the upcoming new 67 vets got its first ever tilt telescopic steering column so So let's grab one of them grab one of those so we're gonna build a truck and with like 15-inch torque thrust, and it's going to look like it was built in 67. It's going to uh-huh. have the AC Delco hoses and mm-hmm. spark plug wires and all the rest. And and the box around the distributor? Uh, yeah, we actually yeah, the, have the that, too. So, so you built us with uh, numbers uh, or 
67 oh, correct high power numbers. 427. Oh, yeah, yes. You found all that oh, stuff. Yeah. 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 Sourced everything. And I won't stuff. ask you what you paid for all that stuff because more, more, oh, than, more than you really want to. Man. So what wound, yeah. up, what wound up being the cubic inches on that? I want to drive the Corvette guys nuts. Yeah. 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 Oh, they'll, oh, they'll yeah, be upset. All the casting dates are all right there. They're and, all right and there. The, and, the, and they'll, they'll like want to strangle I'll help out. Yeah. So it's a four. It's a. It's not a 60 over 496. It would be a 489. So it's a 489, and we yeah. put, so we had to use, because we wanted to look exactly like, so we used L80, heads. it's actually an L89 engine, correct? Because that's tri-power. Right, yeah. right, right. So it's an L88 with tri-power, yeah. and it has the L88 yeah. heads and stuff, yeah. which it turned out had been, had been tuned up. So when mm. I took them over to the machine shop, I said, can you check these things out? And I really just pulled them out of the box. I had not looked at them before. And my machinist, first thing he goes is, dude, you've got, you've got, um, You've got a chamber here that's been played with. It's been welded, right? Mm, so I yeah. didn't really pay attention, but what I found out later was those heads have been mowed a bunch. A bunch. Oh, boy, like 40 thousandths. Really? So I, I measured the chamber, wasn't really paying attention. So I got 100 cc's. They're supposed to be 110. It's like, well, this is great. We've got the compression way up. This is going to be wonderful. And so I tried to put the intake manifold on. <laughs> then it didn't even come close. Fun, fun, fun. And so we, and we wanted to dyno test it with a single four barrel. So I had to mow 40 thousandths off one of my other manifolds so we could run it with a single four barrel pack. You didn't first. tell me that. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> this was a lot of trips <laughs> to the machine shop. Because I, I said, I don't know how much to take off. So take 20 off it. And, then, you know, so, nope, still won't. Fit, take it back, take another 10 off. It still won't fit. It went back a third time, mowed another 10 off it, and then we had to elongate the holes. We finally got the intake manifold to fit, and then we could test it, then take it off, and then I had to have the, your manifold. This is the scary part. The winter snowflake tri-power manifold. The winter snowflake tri-power manifold. Take it all, because all the carburetors and stuff were all bolted on, take it yep. all back apart, yep. and then and then mow 40 thousandths off of that and cross our fingers and hope it fits, right? And it right. did. So wow. it was like bolted it all together, and life is good. But yeah, it was it, it fought us a little bit, but that's okay. What yeah, did I mean, it wind up making? Normal. I know you told me, but I, don't, I actually don't remember. Um, I honestly don't remember now. Um, but it would be, it would I, probably I it thought you like were five, around five twenty five. Yeah, five twenty five horsepower, and, and you were considerably higher on the torque. Five forty or five fifty on the torque, and the, and that was with a single four barrel, you know, single yeah. plane manifold. Yeah. So it will actually. When Steve tested it, he goes, because I told him what we were going to do is because the tri-power on He says, well, the torque will come up a bunch with the tri-power. Right. So we'll have to do some finessing and tuning and things like that when we get it running. But, uh, um, yeah, yeah. So it'll Neat, be fun and you can easily motor. maintain And a hydraulic, hydraulic roller. Yeah, yep. Very, you know, we, we used, uh, you know, comp cams and good lifters and all that good mm -hmm. stuff. And uh, so it'll be a nice street motor. So yep. very and nice street motor. And it's going to yeah. look good now, 30 years from now, yeah. 50 oh, years yeah. from now. There's Absolutely. nothing to date. And the only exactly. thing that will give it away, by the way, is uh, the little uh, uh, turbojet uh, emblem. On the side of the fender. On the fenders, oh, I'm, doing uh, the, I'm doing the Corvette 427 <laughs> emblem. Yeah. It'll be nicer yeah, than a car share open the hood. It's got that and cool triangle air so, cleaner so then, with a yeah. tri-power. Real quickly, we, we did a road trip together just recently. Yes, and we then, did. And then I talked you into buying yet another car. Got, Steve doesn't little, know this. <laughs> oh, you haven't heard this story? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> do you know about the Camaro, though? I do know. You know what? We should save this. We should save this. Uh, we'll have to do yeah. another one. Oh, no, we'll no. I want to know what he bought. No, I, oh, Fess up. I, one, I, of, one of you. My uh, Van Nuys uh, car. A yeah, are you going to do it? Are you going to do it like the Van Nuys car? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. it empty. Scott, Thank Scott, you. Scott's going to do it. 
Is Sully doing it? Yeah, yeah. Chad Wilson's oh. going to do it. Yeah, that's killer. And so, so in, in, on a road trip we did together to take my high school car back to Iowa. Um, he start you start talking about this car, and you showed me a picture of of a car that looked like the car that you had. Yes. And I said, well, I happen to know where there is a 66 Chevelle because I just bought one from another <laughs> friend of mine. And then, in, you know, with because it was a 66, so I have to buy it, right? So, uh, you know, and then I said, well, I'll just, you know, you take it. Because <laughs> I, I, I did. To, I got enough to do. So, yeah, yeah. so Sullivan's now going to work on that. So, so, so we, we took his 66 out of my trailer. And, and put, put this my one in, it. in your trailer. This became your car, and it and promptly it to went Scott. to Ohio, <laughs> and and was left in Ohio. This, this is this is called enabling, friends. This is how this is how this works. It's a disease. Right? <laughs> it, it's a disease. <laughs> it much is. So so if you're thinking about doing a project, don't ask your friends because you know what they're going to say. They're going to say, "Of course, you have to build this. It's a moral <laughs> imperative." <laughs> True. <laughs> so I think that's been fun. This yeah, fun. Oh. yeah, we covered, it was fun. and we covered all three bases. We had Mopar, Ford, and Chevrolet. Look at that! Look How at often that. does that happen? Never, right? Never? Except in my yeah. shop. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We're we're multi brand friendly. Well, if you like these stories, um, you know, keep watching. We're going to keep doing this stuff. We're finding more and more people to interview. Thank you, Bob, for coming and Thank playing you, with us today. Thanks. You know, we've I, had a I'm good happy time to finally sit in on one. Yeah, of these things, yeah. Rather so. than just watching. Exactly. So Everybody he's, at he's home been sitting off on the side. So yes, yeah. So, yeah, so, so thank you very much, and uh, keep watching.